0: there we go i don't like the new girl i know we've I know, said she's this before so, but
1: she's so annoying like, it's
0: like they changed the tiktok speak to te- text and now
1: it's like way worse i'm going to be a traditionalist on this front give me the old i want the the
0: original <laughs> reject moder- mo- modernity in place in break yeah. t- t- okay anyways i haven't yeah. had any beer yet today <laughs> tried you nailed it Ooh. okay City men, screw the countrymen. Welcome to episode 71 of the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. I am your host, D Rack, the man who swears that Jamie Lee Curtis is the hot one and knives out, not Anna DiArmas. I'll stand by it. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is everybody's favorite co host, Hunty, the man who really puts the L in the NHL. How you doing, buddy? Super, super offensive. Um, <laughs> I is am he wrong, doing... though? i
1: mean you know uh i was just gonna comment can can they both be the hot one can they just be hot
0: is, uh is yeah but, a but i'm going to i'm going to the theater i'm buying a ticket to see jamie lee i don't need to see anna
1: <laughs> i could i could argue okay that's fine that's fine but i i'm good i had my first popeyes in like five months today it's very tasty had a, it was
0: a grand feast that i had it was great well what better way to cap off a grand feast then with a beer so hunter uh-huh. what you drinking uh i on, i went to three different liquor
1: stores today to find one that had a nice variety and i ended up settling for a uh, new belgium fat tire so that's what we got today
0: do you love a fat tire remember i've told you the story about how i drank a 10 minute old fat tire yeah Oh, that was, oh, that was the, probably just for that fact alone the best beer i've ever had very good. um not the best beer i've ever had but i actually stole one of your porch rockers sam adam porch rockers uh that you left nice. in my fridge uh, it is a lemon radler and it's only uh 5.4 abv so it's a nice little uh day day drinking beer there you go and it does lemon beer right i don't like l- what's the other one liming kugel yeah those are fine i don't like those at all too lemony those are fine well that's like a shandy though so like that's true summer shandy or whatever yeah. it is uh too many different types of beers and yeah we are those craft beer guys but hunter mm-hmm uh we got some stuff to talk about today i sure hope so Uh, the first of which um is something that you're not going to know nothing about because uh this past weekend and going into i believe wednesday uh we are celebrating e3 and e3 is a convention that happens every year where uh developers tell the world about the newest video games that are coming out Mm and i know how much you love video games so we're going to talk about them so much I've got three different like kind of rapid fire topics that we're going to take a look at, Uh, but I've tried to make them as hunter friendly as I possibly could. You are a gentleman and a scholar. So the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to take a look at a quiz that has to do with one of my favorite games of all time, Animal Crossing. And we're going to find out based on our personalities, what Animal Crossing villagers we would be. If you don't know, Animal Crossing is a game about you are a human and you move to an island and everybody else on the island is an anthropomorphic animal. And it's a lot of fun and you do daily tasks and it's a nice, nice little life simulation game. And there are, I think, 400 different villagers that can move to your island. So um, we got a we got a 1 in 400 chance of being anybody. We'll see what I happens. I will take those take those odds
1: every time. 400, 400 to 1 odds, slap that Put, some put, money down,
0: you know, put down 10 cents. That, it'll, that gets you a really big return. Mm-hmm. All right, Hanser. Start it off. It's a Saturday morning. What are you doing? Are you eating, hanging out with friends, going to the gym, watching TV, sleeping because I need my beauty sleep, shopping, working, or I'm sleeping. Don't wake me.
1: Well, I would say on a normal, on a normal weekend, uh, probably going to the gym, so we'll go with that. Now, it's probably just going to be on your couch. So... <laughs> yeah sure
0: okay uh i am a, i'm probably hanging out well because i live with three friends i'm hanging out with them um so that's my saturday morning next pick something to wear you've got something elegant sportswear a fancy shirt a casual outfit a cozy sweater or a leather jacket uh
1: it's got a casual outfit
0: i am going with cozy sweater i have been living in sweats um this entire pandemic um so when i have to go put on real clothes then that's gonna be a little rough yeah like Uh, this monkey suit just like jeans and a (laughs) t-shirt yeah exactly uh hunter how would your friends describe you are you bubbling caring sporty uh friendly all that in a bag of chips or friends what's that
1: uh i would go with friendly i think that's that's how they would describe me
0: is that the word we use
1: well that was the closest to the actual ones
0: <laughs> all that and bag of chips baby i don't know how my friends would describe me but that's how i would describe me At least you're um confident. okay i'm going to oh no we're crashing okay cool pick a meal for fun do you want candy chicken pizza a milkshake a protein shake ribs salad or a burger say the first three again candy chicken or pizza oh pizza give me pizza. Pizza. pizza pizza uh i love me some fried chicken i'm probably gonna get some fried chicken for dinner tonight <laughs> True. Did i had my first i had rofo on the way to baltimore
1: yesterday so good yeah, when you get rofo
0: after too long oh, like oh. you can say anything you want about tim hortons but rofo is rofo, rofo will never leave me mm-hmm. it's always in my soul and last but not least pick a color we got blue white black purple yellow red pink or green uh give me purple purple. Uh I would pick orange. Um but it's not an option, so I'm going to go with red because that's my uh Maryland pride showing. There you go. All right, Hunter. Let's see. You got a normal type.
1: <laughs> Man.
0: Come on. Normal types are like uh well, to say one of my favorite villagers was a normal type. Her name was Fauna and she was a deer and she lived on my island for like 7 months until I deleted the island. <laughs> so she was gone for good. Um, and then I got sisterly, the worst villager type. <laughs> hey, at least I got a normal.
1: God, we got absolutely roasted by BuzzFeed today. So, yeah, well, BuzzFeed woke up and chose
0: violence. I will us say that time. I think I think Raymond is one of the one of like the best. Uh, he's like one of the most universally loved villagers. He's just a cat in a in a suit with glasses, and I think he's a normal type. So you are a hot commodity, it seems. Yeah, all right. that's cool. I'm down for that. <laughs> cool. So that's uh, part one of our of our video game extravaganza. Part two. Uh, I also recognize that the Olympics are coming up this year for some oh, reason, yeah. um, and one of the best athletes in the history of video games is none other than Mr. Video Game himself, Mario Jumpman Mario. And yes, that is his full name. <laughs> his cool. first and last names are Mario, and his middle name is Jumpman. Neat. So. Uh, I took a look at a video of people taking a look at the physics of how Mario moves in his first game, Super Mario Brothers, or in his first solo game, Super Mario Brothers, and uh, they compared his athletic feats to uh, the masters of the same like uh, category. So we're gonna play a little game uh, called Mario versus the Master, okay. and I got five different athletic uh, athletic skill competitions i'm going to give you the current real life world record holder and their record and then you have to guess whether mario can beat it or whether he comes up short and for an extra point after you're done we'll get you out of 10 points at the end here uh you give me a ballpark number of what you think mario accomplished some rules sound okay because I didn't do a very good job of explaining
1: it. I think so, but if I have questions, I will ask.
0: It'll it'll become pretty clear after the first one. So the first category we're looking at is the vertical jump. The world record for vertical jump is in the real world is held by Evan Ungar, who jumps, who jumped 63.5 inches, which is about actually it's exactly five foot three and a half. So do you think Mario can canonically jump higher or lower than that?
1: That's roughly the height of, like, Sean Johnson. Um, five. Yeah, three. yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, he can jump higher than that. That's mm. not, that sounds right. He has to, right? Approximately how much higher? Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go about a foot.
0: A foot higher? Yeah. Well, you did get the point. Mario can jump higher, uh, but it's a little bit more than a foot. So... <laughs> They use the pixels of Mario's like sprite to analyze exactly how high off of the ground he could jump and it turns out it's about uh, five times Mario's like sprite height he can that's how high he can get off of the ground. And in yeah. the Nintendo Bible, Mario is canonically five foot one. So that means Mario's vertical is 25 feet and five inches or Sweet 305 Jesus. inches, which is nearly that's... five times. That's crazy.
1: No yeah. person, no no thing should ever need to jump that high.
0: Ever. Why do they call him Jump Man, dude? Apparently. <laughs> All, right, All right. So one point so far, one out of two. Next one we have is the 100 hundred meter dash. Can you can you guess who has the world record in the hundred meter dash?
1: No, Usain Bolt.
0: It is Usain Bolt with nine point eight yeah. seconds. So you think Mario's faster or slower than Usain Bolt? Nine point
1: eight seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say slower on this one.
0: That is correct. Uh, Mario runs. Ooh, how much, how much slower though? I'm going to say he does it in.
1: 11 seconds. Roughly
0: off the mark. Once more uh, Mario runs at about five meters per second. So he'll cover 100 meters in 20 seconds. Oh, dang. Uh, So yeah, two for four so far. And this kind of rolls into the next one, which is the marathon. The uh, world record marathon holder uh, finished a marathon in just over two hours and seven minutes. Now, considering that Mario is a video game character and never gets tired and he can keep up that max speed of five meters per second, or that's about 11 miles an hour. I think uh, indefinitely. Do you think Mario can finish a marathon faster or slower than two hours and seven minutes? Yeah. (sighs) Really? coming off the cut uh, no. if you so can keep is, that up for come on it is slower what do you how much slower do you think
1: are we going by like okay so it's by time so by how many minutes uh there's i don't even i don't even see how that be would be slower but i'm gonna say i don't know
0: three minutes
1: slower five minutes
0: it was 13 minutes slower just about 13 minutes uh, and like five seconds slower um so Usain Bolt I think that averages out to like a 26 miles per hour or something like 26 or 27 miles per hour Dennis cometo excuse me his world record pace for the marathon he had an average pace of I think 12.17 miles per hour uh five meters per second translates to a little over 11 miles per hour so he's just coming in behind him but my man's is fast (laughs) yeah he for a for a 400 pound italian man he uh he's he's doing his best uh the next one we have is next one we have is the long jump so uh mike powell set the world record for the long jump Jump. jumping 8.95 meters okay so can mario jump farther or shorter than mike
1: Powell? uh i'm gonna say because he he can jump higher on the on the vertical that he can't jump as far as so I'm going to say it's, it's less distance for Mario That's incorrect. Come Mario on. can jump farther. And I'm going to,
0: you know what? I'm going to let you do the mental math. I'm going to see if you can get exactly what it is. That's a bad idea. <laughs> so Mario, mm-hmm. he can run five meters per second and consistently yeah. run that even, even have that speed when he's in the air. Right. Oh. When he jumps, when he jumps, he has a hang time of almost exactly two seconds. Uh, So how far is mario's long jump
1: uh wait so he's in the air for two seconds and he maintains five meters a second throughout the whole process yep he consistent five
0: no drag five five meters per second and how many how many how long are you allowed to run before you have to jump uh he can reach terminal velocity he can get there
1: well i guess i guess it doesn't matter how many it's how many meters you in the air that's what matters um Oh, that'd be ten meters, right? There you go. Yeah. There you. I don't go. know why. I don't know why that took me so long. It's three five for eight, times two. Of you, man. Five times two. You moron,
0: Jesus! I was like, wow, he's really, he's really thinking this one out here. I need, might need to get some pen and paper. And the final one, we're Start looking carving in the death. Yeah, right. We're looking at punching force. So okay. uh, I couldn't find a definitive like fastest and hardest, or punch with like the most force. So I took the two superlative uh, athletes in the, in the genre. We have uh, Keith Liddell, who has the uh, fastest fastest recorded punch with a 45 mile an hour punch. And then I have uh, the strongest punch from a, an MMA fighter named Francis uh, Gnu, I think, Gnu, I don't know how to pronounce his name, sorry, who punches with the force of 96 horsepower. And after doing math and conversions and stuff, that averages to 3,510 500, 3, Newtons of force. So Mario, who can break brick with his fist, do you think he punches harder or softer than 3,510 Newtons of force?
1: I'm say harder.
0: And you're correct. So That's for hard. 500 on the day approximately how many newtons of force do you think mario can punch with
1: what was the actual number
0: Three 3, five hundred and ten
1: mm-hmm. well any time that i've guessed how much higher or more or less it's usually by a decent amount so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say four thousand
0: not decent amount enough my friend mario can punch with the force of sixteen thousand seven hundred newtons some He's on the juice, man. He's on one punch from Mario. One punch from Mario is stronger than four punches, four combined punches from basically the strongest men in the world. That is terrifying. Yeah, Mario is an athlete, dude. Dude, he's no, he's not an athlete. He's a unit. (laughs) Mario is an absolute unit. Absolute unit. (laughs) So, yes, we have discovered that Mario, while he comes up short in the in his speed category, uh, he is definitely the best athlete uh, in existence. He's just going to be at like the starting line on anything speed related. Just punch everybody and then run.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. I'm going to beat you. Not because I'm faster, just because I'm going to beat the hell out of you and then run. He's one punch man, dude. Um, Okay. And finally, it's been, I think uh, almost 50 episodes since we last did this. We last did this when, uh, when Katie came on the podcast, I'm just going to ask you some general trivia questions about the lovely world of video games and see how well you do. I got five questions um one of them is multiple choice uh but the rest of them have like enough it, it's conf, uh, condensed enough that you can probably find out sure. the answers so question number one uh, i mentioned earlier that mario's first solo game uh most biggest solo game excuse me was super mario brothers for the nintendo entertainment system yes what was the first video game ever that mario appeared in And to Here, give you so in a bigger not- hint, it was an arcade game.
1: Oh, it
0: was a so legit arcade cabinet. So it's not like an actual. It's not a Mario game, but Mario's in it. Mario is is not. Yeah, Mario is not in the title. It was. Uh, he is the playable character, but he is not in the title.
1: And it's an arcade game. Yep. What was the beginning of the question? I already forgot. <laughs> uh,
0: just what's the first video game that Mario ever appeared in? His name's not
1: in the title
0: nope but he's
1: the playable
0: character he is the playable character it was before he even got the name mario he was referred to as jump man back then
1: this is testing my knowledge um
0: all right i'll give you another hint in uh the game your objective is to climb up ladders and jump over barrels to save your girlfriend
1: I feel like I should know this.
0: You should. <laughs> I really feel like I should know. Come on, this. man! You took a class on video games,
1: and I, th- this is because I remember learning about this because it's stirring a memory in my brain. But like, I, I could see it, like you know, how you can see a memory, you can see like on the whiteboard. But you give me ten seconds
0: for a guess. Ah, uh,
1: gotta climb ladders and jump over barrels.
0: It's named after the antagonist.
1: Oh, 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 oh! Is it... I'm just gonna say something to a do Donkey Kong I it's no Donkey idea.
0: Kong. Let's you got go. it.
1: <laughs> See, I was so nervous to say it. I was like, I think this is right, but I don't know.
0: Donkey Kong was the very first game that Mario ever appeared in. Funnily enough, do you know how I got there? Once you said
1: barrels, I was like, oh, barrel of monkeys. And then went, ah. That's, that's the joke. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Cool. One for one. Uh, next, number two. We, there have been more than 100 video game consoles released since 1972. Which of these has sold the most units? Is it the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo DS, The Xbox 360 or the Nintendo Wii.
1: PS2. What was the second one? DS. And then 360. Then a Wii. Or or the Wii, yeah. Well, I feel like everyone and their mother back in the day had a Wii. Um, But I don't know if it's that one. I'm gonna go with Nintendo DS.
0: Coming up short once more. Nintendo oh, DS. It. The Nintendo DS family is actually the second most selling uh, console behind the PlayStation 2. Obviously, uh, that was my first choice, and I second guessed myself. PlayStation 2 sold over 155 million
1: units. I should have guessed that. It was an easy one. Yeah. You know, it'd be like that.
0: <laughs> the next one, something that I'm very excited for you to do. Uh, the game series Pokemon features nearly 900 fantasy monsters, varying elemental types. Each type having its own strengths, resistances, and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Grass type, grass type Pokemon is tied for the type with the most weaknesses, having five in all. So when grass is hit by a, po- a move of this type, they're weak to it. I'm sending you the list right now of Pokemon types, and you have to name three types that grass is weak to. One of them should be very easy. <laughs>
1: Three, so three of these that
0: grass is weak to. yep and for those who don't know pokemon there are 18 types it, there's bug electric fire grass normal rock dark fairy flying ground poison steel dragon fighting ghost ice psychic and water and i have to get three of them and you yeah. have to get three of the five yes okay so
1: off the bat i'm going to choose fire
0: correct that's one also going to choose poison that's correct that's two okay one more out of three
1: i don't feel like i don't feel like that that doesn't make sense to me Um, what are you thinking talk out your logic my well i was thinking electric because you can just like fry the grass but also that would just be fire um is it obvious or is it not obvious
0: so all the pokemon types kind of have like the weaknesses and resistances have explanations in like nature like electric is weak to ground Um, right fire is weak to water so like it it makes sense once you hear it at the very least. uh Rock?
1: That is incorrect.
0: Ooh! I'll give you two more chances, two more ooh. guesses. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Rock is actually weak to grass. Oh,
1: oh I guess because well, I guess because grass can be in. I guess okay.
0: Grass like plant um, roots can like split apart rock and stuff. Yeah,
1: it's invasive.
0: Yeah. Um. Ice. Correct. Hey, let's go. Uh, go. The other two are bug and flying, because bugs eat grass and. Yes, yeah, I thought
1: about saying bug, but then I was like, but the bugs kind of live there, so I don't Mm. really know.
0: Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say electric because grass resists electric, actually.
1: Well, because yeah, I think it was like, oh, if if like whatever electric hits the grass, and it can catch fire, but then
0: that's just fire. Yeah. (laughs) So okay. All right, two for two for three, man. Good job. Yeah, two more questions. Let's go. Okay. All right. Number four, Microsoft has released four video game consoles since 2001. I will name them off and you need to place them in order of release. So first one for oldest one first, newest one last. Okay. Okay. So we have the Xbox 360, uh-huh. the Xbox Series X, the Xbox, and the Xbox One. Ooh. Uh, okay, I'm
1: going to go Xbox oldest. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to. Oh, wait, wait. And then it's Xbox Series
0: X, right? Keep going. Xbox 360 and then Xbox One. So close. what did i do xbox series x is the most recent one what so it's xbox 360 xbox one xbox series x it's What's the this? stupidest naming convention right what does the series x look like? i feel like i haven't heard about this at all i'll, I'll say it, it's there was a meme on the internet that it looks like a refrigerator <laughs> oh, oh yeah okay. yeah it's that one yeah play uh, xbox that it, that's been a joke since the xbox one was released it's like it's the third xbox and you're calling it the xbox one well yeah this is,
1: um, i knew xbox one was after 360 yeah. that was because astu- it was like well who named these but then also like once i got once xbox 360 was over and i got a ps4 i just jumped ship i was like yeah. i don't care about this
0: anymore yep you know who has the best naming convention playstation it's one through five <laughs> that logic yes logic <laughs> Log- and your final question to get above 500 on the quiz let's go worldwide what is the best selling professional sports game franchise Ooh, I know you like sports games. I do. Worldwide, mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's definitely not Madden because that's the states. Um, I'm between. I'm between. Uh, I don't know though. What are you between. I'm between because 2K is a very popular game. Mm-hmm. Very popular, but I don't know how it's popular globally. I just know basketball is popular globally. I'm going to go with FIFA. That's what ding, I'm going go ding, with. Ding.
0: Yeah. FIFA let's go. has sold the FIFA franchise has sold over 285 million copies. Second second on that list is Madden that has sold really? 130 million wow. worldwide and I think 89% or something like that are in North America. <laughs> I wonder if
1: 2K isn't as high on that list because for a while they were competing with EA Sports for NBA Live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That might that be might a, be that it. might be a thing. Yeah. But when it comes to, when it comes to sports games, it's either FIFA or it's Madden. Like the yeah, other FIFA, ones don't hold well, a candle.
1: It's FIFA. And then a big drop off.
0: Yeah. in America <laughs> specifically, I, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't find the numbers of FIFA just in America, but I feel like even then FIFA would FIFA, would FIFA honestly, FIFA is one of those games where like
1: every once in a while, you just want to play like one game of it and you're like, cool. This was, yeah, fun. it's also
0: I'm one of those FIFA. things. Like I, I, I don't care about soccer, but everybody that I know that knows that likes <laughs> soccer likes FIFA um, they're good games, they're not bad, and I love the NFL and I haven't played Madden in like five years.
1: So I love Madden. Madden's I know you so do You're
0: a real Madden. gamer. Okay, I, do, so, I just uh, like playing, I just like playing GM mode, man. It's a yeah, good time. Go. <laughs> uh thank you for indulging me. Um, I hope you got a little more learned on the world of video games. Joe and I are going to be I tuning did. into Nintendo's Direct tomorrow because we want to see who the next Smash Brothers fighter is. Really hope nice. it's Sora. But, anyways, I'm uh, speaking of sports. I'm going to pass it off to you for a second, and we are going uh, to continue with our NHL uh, playoff selections. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to
1: talk as I pull these. I don't even know if I wrote these down. But anyway, um, I forgot what we talked. I forgot who who picked who. But and I'm pretty sure I have it here somewhere that I totally. Oh, here we go. NHL picks. Um, okay. So. Through the first two rounds, um, our predictions were wildly incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so Man. the final four as it stands are Boston, or not Boston, New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning, and then Montreal and Vegas. Montreal is not supposed to be here. <laughs> and they're probably going to get slaughtered by Vegas in the series. Or they might just keep on trucking and uh, and uh, go go crazy. But And that'd be fun. But I... So, okay, so... Through round two, Derek's picks to go to the final four were Boston, Toronto, Colorado, and Tampa. You got one of those correct. Cool. So the remaining two is Tampa versus New York Islanders. And then we have okay, I'll fix that later. Vegas Golden Knights versus Montreal. So Derek, who would you like out of Tampa versus
0: New York? Tampa versus New York. Um, I think lightning is favored, right? They, yeah, they should be. They're a much better team. And I cannot. And it's the Islanders or the Rangers. Yeah, I don't. The island. The Islanders. Well, I cannot support anything on in the <laughs> peninsula of Long Island. So um, no, we're That's going like we're going Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I'm gonna take the Islanders. In the wow, I, I
0: somebody call the Pope Hunter is
1: being sacrilegious. I know. So here's my thing. I don't want to pick them, but I'll pick them for two reasons. Number one, mm. I think that they are, um, they're, the way they play hockey is so hard to beat because they just play a very defensive game, but then they also can score. Sure. When they
0: want Sure. Sure.
1: Um, and they just, they have a way of getting inside the opponent's head and just my, just frustrating to live in hell out of them. And I think yeah. that that's when you have, when you play a team that's really skilled, like Tampa, that can happen plus their coaches. I'm, Confirmed as one of the best coaches of all time and Barry Trot. So I'm, I'm taking them just because it was the exact same conference final last year and Tampa almost, er, and the Islanders almost won. So I feel like it's revenge season and they're going to, they're just bound to just piss everyone off. So mm-hmm. I'm taking mm-hmm. the Islanders. Uh, moving over to Vegas and
0: Montreal. Who you got? Uh, I mean, you're the one who said it. Montreal shouldn't be here. I'm going with Vegas. Correct.
1: I also am going to go with Vegas. I think the series could end up being game one's tonight. So we'll see how that first game is, but potentially. Uh, I think that if, if Montreal looks good in Game One, uh oh. <laughs> um, but other otherwise, I think it's going to be like a four or five game series. Okay. Um. Okay. For you now, for the Stanley Cup Final, you're going to have Tampa versus uh, Vegas. And who would you take?
0: That's a good matchup. Who would you take in that series, Derek? You know, if it hadn't been the Caps in the Cup that those few years ago, I probably would have been rooting for the Knights. So and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my heart rather than my brain because honestly, the brain has less uh, hockey things in it than the heart. So I'm going with Vegas.
1: Uh, at this stage, I also am going with Vegas. Ayo. Um, because I think the Islanders would get there, but then run out of team because Vegas looks unbeatable right now. They're incredible. They they took Colorado, who basically everyone's saying whoever wins that series is gonna win the cup in Vegas won, sure. but they won it so decisively, like they won four straight games and absolutely dominated colorado who's like just as good as they Did are they so they're one? dominating teams that are as good no they so they lost the first two they should have won oh, game two and they then won they won six, four okay. straight so they basically they basically outplayed them for five straight games and just happened to lose one in overtime and it was, ah, it was think dumb. so so i vegas is just on a mission they're on a tear and plus like if they don't win the cup this year they're gonna have to do major things to their roster so it's like now we're wait a couple years but sure they, they look real good so we're both picking vegas um we should know in about three-ish episodes well a little less than that like two two yeah maybe two episodes probably three though because that's how time works um these series usually go seven games so hopefully we're correct because i don't want to see the islanders win the cup yeah, <laughs> so I? I also don't want to see tampa win the cup because they won last year i always like having a different winner every year sure. it's more fun it's good cool. for the league.
0: hell yeah okay so well when is when will the stanley cup finals be
1: uh sometime in early july i believe
0: all right so we will uh have a couple episodes between now and then but we will yeah, it's keep like us updated the
1: the series will probably be over mid next week and then we'll get into well yeah so that'll probably be end of june early july
0: sweet so uh one more thing to talk about before we get into our infinity war review uh most recently with the announcement of parallel or paramount plus Uh, They've announced a few uh, reboots and revamps of some old Nickelodeon series. They've already uh, I don't know if it's been released yet, but they've already been talking very heavily about the iCarly reboot. Um, They a long time ago, I think it was in the Super Bowl. They announced the prequel to uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and uh, most recently the Rugrats uh, 3D CGI reboot, which, you know, just didn't need to happen 20 years later Uh, or no, 30 years later. Good Lord. So I thought it would be fun to look back at the shows that defined our childhood and make a nice little tier list of 90s and early, late 90s and early 2000s Nicktoons. They're not cartoons, they're Nicktoons, you know? Um, so I've taken every Nick, Nickelodeon, like actual Nicktoon uh, under like the, the brand, um, from 1998 to 2005, I think five, uh, because to that, well, like once I got to 2006, it was like, it was like getting to shows. I don't really remember like cat scratch and, um, and like LT gray, like I vaguely remember sure. them, but not enough to throw them on a list. Um, sure, and sure. 1998 was the first year that both of us were alive. So <laughs> I didn't want to go back much farther than that. Yeah. So we've no. got 13 shows that released in that, um, seven year time period. And we are going to give them some rankings. As always, we have five tiers. Uh, At the very top, we've got Saturday Morning Spectacular. I feel like that's the third or fourth time we've used uh, something similar to that for the top tier. Um, Below that, we've got Cartoon Conquests. Uh, In the middle tier, we have So-So Shows. That was the best I could do. It's a so-so pun. Um, Below that in uh, C tier is Nickelodeon Nonsense. And at the very bottom, we have the shows that never should have been greenlit, the animated atrocities and we are going to go, be going in release order so the first uh, show to be released in this time frame cat dog
1: i like vaguely remember cat
0: dog i barely remember cat dog don't, i remember i don't remember
1: it having much of an impact on me
0: i remember to tom kenny me. being the annoying dog and then cat hating dog but they're literally conjoined and it caused a lot of shenanigans i feel like that's a so so yeah it was fun it it's was, not it wasn't bad when i watched it i was like this is fine it's cool uh next up we have the wild thornberries i don't think i ever watched this show. i didn't i watched the movie and it was good i didn't the concept is great it was kind of like an animal of the week type thing oh. and nigel was a funny character uh no idea the whole thing was that um, eliza thornberry got uh got blessed to be able to talk to animals and she kept it hidden from her oh. parents for some reason i don't know um, weird, weird premise. Uh, I think it's a little bit of Nickelodeon nonsense, though. That's fine. I never saw it, so I have no <laughs> idea. your judgment. Yep. Next up, originally released in 1999, uh, the show that everybody knows and loves has a whole a special place in most people's hearts: SpongeBob SquarePants.
1: You already know where that goes.
0: I have a counterpoint. Oh God, what? It's it's I if we're Judging from our period of watching Spongebob, like from 99 to like 2003 or whatever, I would agree with you. The fact that it has lasted for more than 20 years says something about the direction and also the quality. Cause I would argue that I don't remember any single episode. There's nothing memorable for me from SpongeBob for any episode after the movie came out. And that was like 2006. Um, so I would I would argue it's the very top of cartoon conquests.
1: I don't know though. I think even after the movie, like just the theme and content of SpongeBob was just like like no other cartoon out there. Like, I also just... have
0: I also have beef with SpongeBob because uh, Nickelodeon is desecrating the name of Steven Hillenburg. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. We can do that. Just for <laughs> okay, cool. That's
1: a fair point. We can knock it down a peg. Uh, now here's Although, my. All, all good all time all time cartoon banger crusty crab pizza just putting it out there that's true
0: that, that's true that I, that'll be my uh first dance song at my wedding
1: what is your what is your
0: favorite spongebob episode um probably oh it's the it's the one where he broke his butt
1: oh mine's the uh the hash slinging slasher that one's good that one's like really good lot. the
0: trash bringing <laughs> at night <laughs> <laughs> Um coming up this is this is my first suggestion for Saturday morning spectacular yeah. rocket power. Dude rocket power rocks. Rocket that power was, was incredible. Awesome. Everything about rocket power was sick. I wanted to be in the rocket power squad so badly. Yeah, for real. When they had when they <laughs> wanted, had
1: god I just wanted to live in like don't they live in like Malibu or something like South Live Beach on live in Hawaii something? I thought. Is it Hawaii? I have no idea. It's, yeah, it's Remember Uncle Tito? I would be. It's Island D. I know that for sure, but it's awesome and s- looks so much fun. It made me want to like skateboard for a hot sec.
0: Yeah, I, dude, tried I wanted to learn all over. of uh, I wanted to learn all of like the extreme sports. And it just wasn't, you know, <laughs> look at me. <laughs>
1: well, you know, we all, had,
0: then again, we all squid. Dreams. Then again, squid was part of the squad. So true. Next one, one that I have, I think, not a single memory of as told by Ginger. I do remember this. How was I it? Did not like it. Okay, let's go in an animated
1: trust. It was, it was I, like the animation was creepy, and uh,
0: I just did not enjoy it at all. End of Sweet. story. Sweet. Um, next, we've got uh, another cl- classic, uh, The Fairly Odd Parents. I would think this is a spectacular. Yeah, I think I agree with that. It's hard. It's hard that. to
1: say no to this one because, like, I feel like this show kind of knew when it was over, but also just like the the level of humor in that show is so under the surface.
0: Like if you watch it now, it's, it's kind of, you different. know what? SpongeBob you know what? is very,
1: it's, SpongeBob is very on the nose, but this you one know is what?
0: not. I, I, I have to amend. I have to be, fa- I have to be fair around the board. Um, as fair, that parents went on. Uh, they started like running out of stories to tell with just Cosmo, Wanda and Timmy. And remember yeah. that's when they had the baby that poof. Oh yeah. And then they introduced a magic dog. Uh, and then apparently and i haven't seen like this is i don't know when it ended or if it ended um they introduced like another kid that uh shared cosmo and wanda with timmy and and because because we did that to spongebob i think i might have to dock it for that i don't
1: even remember that kid
0: that's yeah me either i saw like i saw like a youtube essay about it and i was like "Eh, shiny teeth in me though fire song oh my god absolutely chip dude chip skylark on repeat (laughs) yeah dude incredible all right next we've got the original uh rugrats spinoff reboot whatever all grown up um this was not nearly as good as the og rugrats this stunk this yeah. tried to do um what that seventy show did but for children yeah you're not what was they so- were like because they were like 14 or something yeah it, it just
1: didn't work like it was It's one of those things where, oh, you've had a show that's been successful for a long time. And it's like, oh, okay, it's a little our demographic is now older, too old for this. Let's try to revamp it. And it just fell flat on its face. Unfortunately, The, the
0: gimmick that I always, I always anticipate is like the whole thing about Rugrats and why it was so amazing was because the concept was that they were young and they had this imagination that would take them on grand adventures And you can't, that's such a different concept when you're 14 years old, you know, and it it feels like they just were like, hey, we wanted to make a sitcom, but we already have these characters and they're not doing anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one is Invader Zen. Dude, I low really liked Invader Zim back in the day. So my my thing fun. about Invader Zim was I think it was funny in a vacuum, but I was I did not pay attention to I couldn't tell you a lick of the lore of the story. That's I like funny sound bites and stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, I have no idea what it's about, but I had a great time watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like for that alone it's so so. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was just, gonna I was okay. gonna
0: say nonsense, but no, I think it's pretty so
1: so. Like if you can have fun watching it even though it's just nothing, okay, cool, fine.
0: Another so-so, in my opinion, uh, Chalk Zone.
1: Yeah, Rudy's show that, got the chalk. A show mm-hmm. that could have been super mm-hmm. awesome, just kind of very average.
0: That show rocked, if only for uh, the theme song. <laughs> yeah, true. That theme song was sick. That theme song was very good. The concept was great. I only remember the main character, and because the theme song goes, Rudy's got the chalk. Yeah. Rudy's got the chalk.
1: Um,
0: that's pretty much it. Uh, next, we have Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Which I had no idea came out after Invader Zim and Chalk Zone. <laughs> um, that makes sense to me based on like the
1: level, the quality of the animation. You know
0: what? I think the movie came out before those, and then they turned it into a series. That's what it was. That's what it was. I like Jimmy Neutron a lot. I think. I that's think a really it's Saturday morning show. spectacular. That's a
1: really good show. I agree. For sure. Like that's a show that I don't think ever did anything wrong. Like got anything wrong. Like it was yeah. just good.
0: Next, we've got My Life as a Teenage
1: Robot. I think this is a nonsense. Is, I disagree. Is atrocity? Is it worse than that? No, no, I think this is great. I think it's better. I don't I barely remember this. It was, really a, remember it was such
0: so it was such an much. interesting concept because they kind of introduced like like god classic future because it was like futuristic obviously with all these like different like it's a walking android with a personality and everything but i think it took place in like the 1950s or something oh like oh, it, it was it was like they had like old school diners and stuff that they would go to it was it was i really liked it i think it's at the very least a so-so
1: all right that's fun i don't really remember it
0: uh next we got danny phantom that show rocks that show was saturday morning spectacular that show's incredible. That very show had such a very distinct like first season, second season, third season. We're done. Like they Dan Harmon told the show story he wanted to had incredibly interesting characters, developed them all to a point, was like nope, we're done now. Uh, that was great. Yeah, enough said. It, no, nothing else to say about it. No, it's cool. just all good, all true. And finally, uh, the last Nick Nick tune, Avatar: The Last Airbender.
1: I mean, we all know where you're going to put it. So. Yeah. We all know where we're going to put <laughs> you, but it. Uh, you're not, you're not, oops. you're not wrong yep. for giving it its own tier. No, though. it deserves its correct. own Correct. You're yeah. correct for that. Um, it's a, for it being a kid's show is incredibly complex and very, very smart and, and, and good overall.
0: I've said it a million times. It's not only the, uh, one of the best kid shows of all times. It's not one of the best cartoons of all times. It is one of the best shows of all time. Like I think, uh, the IMDB page is like 16th show of all time. And it deserves it. It's good. Uh, good. we we talked about it at length. You don't need to hear us rave about it anymore. Best show of all time. So we have our nick in our Nicktoons tier list. We have the animated atrocities, we have As Told by Ginger and Rugrats All Grown Up. Nickelodeon Nonsense, The Lone One, we have the Wild Thornberries. In So So shows, we have Cat Dog, Invader Zim, Chalk Zone, and My Life is a Teenage Robot. In Cartoon Conquests, we have SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents. In Saturday morning spectacular, we have Rocket Power, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and Danny Phantom, and sitting on top of its pillar, which is where it deserves to be, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hunter, how great were Nicktoons? Always a great time Saturday mornings. Like, like I think Disney champ.
1: Did Disney do animated shows like it had Kim Possible? Did they have anything else?
0: They, yeah, they had Kim Possible. They had um, uh, now the Proud Family. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah they yeah. weren't as prominent, but as their like sitcoms, but yeah i think that disney does did like the
1: the ya stuff like the like the tween stuff well whereas nickelodeon like rocked it with the with the cartoons and like every saturday morning you flip on the tv and you're like yeah let me just watch this for four hours
0: and it was a great time great time
1: Okay. Uh, oh, 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 uh, Jimmy Timmy Power
0: Hour. Ooh, Phenomenal. Those TV. were those were like those were holidays for us, man. I remember <laughs> I was in I was in Pennsylvania visiting my mom's family when the second one came out. And I oh, like was ooh. such a little brat and was like glued to the TV and not paying Dude, attention to my family members. Those were
1: incredible days. It was like Christmas <laughs> in July. Oh yeah.
0: All right, Hunter. It's time to get down to brass tacks. Uh, we had 10 years of movies leading up to this. Let's talk about the Avengers: Infinity War. Hunter, what happens in this movie?
1: All right. So essentially, what happens in this movie is um, we open the movie on the end of Ragnarok, essentially, which uh, shows Thor and the people of Asgard on um, that ship that they escaped on, and they're just kind of—if you remember the end credit scene—it basically was like Thanos' ship showed up. And we find out the reason that Thanos' ship showed up to them was not just by happenstance. It's because Loki took the Tesseract, which has an Infinity Stone in it. Um, so basically, we open the movie on seeing the, the remains of this ship. Um, Thanos comes in and tries to steal the, get the Tesseract from Loki. Um, and Loki, the, the Loki tries to play a trick, ends up killing Loki. Um, but does he actually die, though? <laughs> Technically, yes. Um, but uh, Heimdall, before he gets killed, sends Hulk back to Earth. Um, and then we see the ship explode. Bruce goes back to Earth um, and essentially is like with Doctor Strange and, and warns him and Tony about Thanos, and then Thanos' minions show up and they cause havoc. Tony and Spider-Man and Peter get sent up into the um, get sent up into space because they are trying to protect the Time Stone, which is the Doctor Strange, um, and they basically are trying to protect the Time Stone at all costs from Thanos, um, and they basically are headed for Titan, um, which is where Thanos is from. At the same time, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy find Thor floating in space, um, and they bring him on board, but then they kind of devel- devise this plan where the Guardians are going to go try to find um, the Collector on Nowhere to get the Reality Stone, um, and then Thor is going to go to, I f- always forget how to pronounce this planet, Ned- Nidavilir Nid- or something like uh, that? Nidavilir, uh, I think. Yeah, I have something. It starts with the end, it's got elves and stuff, or dwarfs. It's, it's made up, um, apparently. And- It's a star or something. Um, But essentially he goes there to get a new weapon. Um, And when they get there, they find out that those dwarfs actually made the gauntlet for Thanos because he was basically like, I'm going to kill all of you or you do this. Killed him anyway, because he's Thanos. Um, And so then they make the weapon. Thor almost dies to get it. Um, Simultaneously to all of this, um, Vision and Wanda are seen in Scotland, like doing their romantic couple-y things. Um, But then Thanos' people show up for the uh mind stone which is in vision's head um and essentially they very gravely injure him but then they devise a plan with all the remaining avengers especially like cap and and um basically saying we need to get the mind stone out of vision's head and then destroy it and that way they can preserve vision for the most part and then get rid of the stone so thanos can never win so where do they go they go to wakanda and shuri basically is like this is going to take me a thousand years because you're all stupid um and so while they're doing that Thanos and his army show up in Wakanda um, and they basically a huge fight breaks out. Um, And it's a massive battle in the middle of Wakanda to try and protect the Mind Stone. Um, And the whole time on Titan, Tony, Peter, Dr. Strange, and the Guardians are fighting actual Thanos, who is trying to get the Time Stone from Dr. Strange. Eventually, Tony is almost killed, but Dr. Strange has looked into the future and seen every single possible uh, uh, iteration of the future and knows that there is only one way that they can win, and he has to give up the Time Stone to do it. So he does. Um, and then Thanos leaves, stranding them on the planet. He goes to Wakanda, basically overpowers everybody, um, gets the Mind Stone from Vision, and... Um, kills vision in the process and then in one snap of his finger snaps away all uh, half of existing life so then you get to watch basically half of your favorite characters die um on screen and it's it's super haunting and traumatizing um i'm trying to think if i missed anything critical here
0: don't think so
1: i don't think so but that's how the movie ends is with uh everybody half the people dying and then thanos is like i'm gonna go chill on this farm now and then Thanos one
0: thanos yeah, you did What's, yeah. what's your rating of the plot?
1: I gave it a nine. Um, I thought about giving it a 10. I, I don't know why I couldn't do it. I just couldn't.
0: I, yeah, was like, I've got, is, I think it's... I've got a, I think I've got it a little bit. I also yeah. gave it a nine. And I the was reason like... that the reason that I didn't give it a 10 was because, and I know this is like very nitpicky and it's being very annoying about it. Um, But they're, and they needed to do it to get the ball rolling and get all this, like all the, all the heroes together. There were just too many contrivances and contrivances is not a plot hole. Contrivance is not a plot hole. Those are different. It's just but convenient. Were, it's yeah. Too many plot conveniences to get everybody in the same area. Like, um, Heim, why did, how did Heimdall know to send, uh, just Bruce Banner back to, um, back to the uh, bleaker, bleaker, street, bleaker street. Yeah. Um, yeah. Peter Parker just happened to be on a field trip to MoMA. Um, the guardians just happened to be the ones to pick up the, uh, as distress call. Thor just happened to smack on their windshield. Like there's just a lot of like little things that I'm just like, these are, I I get why. And it's not that annoying. Um, But uh, Uh, I I think that's what's holding me back a little bit. I don't know
1: if it was that. And I actually kind of wrote down that I did. I did like how they brought them together. I thought that it was all things that made sense. So, Um, yeah,
0: I think every pairing, I think every like grouping made, even when like Thor just broke off with Rocket and Groot, that made sense to me. Like, yeah, but yeah, it all made
1: sense. I think the the one that made the most sense, um, I think was Peter on the trip to MoMA. I think that made the most sense because like he's already in the city, but like the Guardians just happen to pick up that distress call. Is like all right. I, so I think in, in all of these movies you have to understand there needs to be a little bit of sheer dumb luck that just kind of yeah, goes your way. Yeah, Otherwise yeah. you'd lose every time, right? right? So so I think that that was fine. I, there's just something, there's just something about it that I'm like this is a very well done movie, well executed. I don't think there's the enough complexity to it though. Um, in the sense that it's complex plot, but in the sense that it's very straightforward. The, the end result is Thanos needs the stones. We have two of them. Let's stop him. Like it's not, there's not a whole lot that deviates that really throws things out of balance. Um, it's, you know, the only time that you get like second guess or surprises when Thanos uses like the reality stone, but that's not really part of the plot. That's just him using something to his own device you know what I mean it's so I think that the the plot itself was just very straightforward um I and I wouldn't say that I would give endgame a 10 but in, in contrast like endgame has so many moving parts to it that it's like you have to really keep up and figure out what's going on um at all times that because everything they do is ramifications everywhere else in Endgame, game right but in infinity where it's just kind of like you stick to your assignment do your mission um so I think that that makes it a little too straightforward for me at times but I guess that's why I wouldn't give it a 10. I don't I don't think I agree with that but like it, it's not like it's not complex i just think it yeah no that been they're just they're too separate every like every plot line is just way too separate
0: well i i don't think i agree with that solely due to the fact that it's it emphasizes the the the, the absolute juggernaut force that um thanos is that be- even though these groups aren't in contact with each other these groups are kind of handling their separate things they still are all they're all driven by the same force and that force is thanos sure um so i think that really i think that really emphasizes this character yeah i i also i mean like we're both it's we'll nuanced at this point here's we're why it's a nine. nine yeah so like I, I yeah i don't agree with that but i mean i don't i don't yeah. think i can argue it for too super long uh for writing characters 10 it's a 10 for me mm-hmm. i i don't think a single character was written poorly in this movie mm-hmm. i don't think that a single grouping of characters made less sense to me there were some things more things to be desired um but like wow it was a two and a half hour movie with like f- 25 main characters so like yeah. what else were you gonna do like hey people were asking for like more uh tony stark and and uh, uh dr strange banter i'm like no that was great that was exactly how those two it was, was just interact. enough um the and then butting heads with star lord like that made a lot of sense too um thor still making being a driving force in space because that's just what he does um cat finally coming out of hiding with uh with falcon and black widow that was really great um the heart-wrenching like uh resistance of wanda and vision that was that was good everybody served their purpose they served it well um, I can't even employ the antagonist, deuteragonist, um, protagonist role because there's like 50 protagonists. Um, actually, no, there's one protagonist and it's Thanos. Um, but uh, it, everybody's done well. Everybody's done well.
1: Yeah, there's not a uh, stone out of place, no pun intended, in this movie. <laughs> um, uh, I think that it's just, it might be. I, I know we also gave Homecoming a 10, but I think it might be the best written movie in the entire MCU. Um, it's just from start to finish, top to bottom. Almost perfect, like mm-hmm. it is. It is like best, I might argue on be-
0: most impressive. I think I, I think sure, I would, okay, I would that's, think I would that's fine, that. that's a
1: fine variation. But I think, like, just the sheer magnitude of what this movie is exactly like because, like, Endgame has it easy where and where Infinity War has already happened, right? Yep. So, like, yep. so you can just build, yeah, it they have a jumping of off that. point, right? But in Infinity War, you don't, you have to bring all of these films together and merge them into one, like, concrete, succinct universe, essentially, one world, yeah. Um, and that's almost impossible to do and they basically do it from the jump and so it's like rather than rather than waiting to get into it they do it immediately um and it's just very
0: very good nothing no complaints there cool uh next we have directing and cinematography what are you thinking
1: i gave it an eight um because i think that all of the characters had very good direction it was very clear from that that i think the one thing that i really appreciated about this movie is that the russos while not having directed every movie did not which we'll see in Endgame, entirely, they don't change characters based on what they've already seen. So it's not like, oh, we see, you know, so-and-so is this. They kind of keep the direction true to what the characters have mm-hmm. already been previously shown, which in a connected universe is hard um, because you want to, you know, put your imprint on it, but they put their imprint on the movie in other ways, um, particularly with the action fighting sequences because, the, you know, the cap sequences were already really good um, in, their, in their movies, but they just kind of brought the aesthetic from all of those other franchises into one movie. And so I think that that is a product of good direction. Um, It looked cool. I think the, the, I think the coolest, the two coolest moments were when Thor is like holding open the star, essentially like to take all the, all the heat from the star. And then when he, obviously we said this over the weekend, but when he has that lightning shot, that is unbelievably cool. Um, So it's got, it's got its moment with some cool sequences. um, But when it's, you know, in between kind of the, uh, between the action scenes, it's just shot like a movie. It's not really, it's not really like incredible. Um, mm-hmm. But that in combination with the direction of the characters, keeping it consistent from all the other previous movies, I think that's well done.
0: Yeah, give it a nine. I agree. I think this, like, this was an ensemble culmination movie. And I think that each characters and each movie's identity kind of shown through it. Um, couldn't like, again, didn't get a 10 just because wasn't perfect. Um, nothing's perfect. Very few things are perfect. Um yeah, I have nothing else to add there. That was that was a very good explanation. I just decided to give it another point. Um, next, we got acting. This is the biggest discrepancy I think that we have. <laughs> because I gave it a 10. Um, I don't think there's... I think the one argument that you could make for a character not being performed to its best ability is uh, Rocket. And I say that because it it's very... I don't know if it's clear, but it's very... Difficult to feel like uh, who, who even? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is like having a conversation with the rest of the characters because that's borderline impossible. Um, it, you can very much tell that like they recorded the dialogue. Rocket. They recorded Rocket's dialogue afterwards and kind of shoehorned it all in um but other than that i don't think there was a single character that i had or single actor that i had a problem with in this movie everybody served their purpose everybody did it well the writing propelled was propelled by excellent acting um no complaints from me
1: so i changed my score from an eight to a nine okay um, <clears throat> because i gave more thoughts and i thought an eight was a little harsh um no, i think it's a nine because everyone gives a very good performance i think um I think you could also argue that T'Challa wasn't that great in this movie, but not like he's not great, but I also just don't think we saw a lot of him. So you can't really say he wasn't good. Cause if you see him for like five minutes, what's he going to do? Yeah. Um, so I can't really fault them on that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think interestingly enough, Chris Evans is good in this movie. I don't know if it's the, up to the caliber of what we've seen previously. Like we have seen, for most of the movie, he's just kind of like, I think it's just because the character is so laser focused on what they're doing. Whereas yeah. in every other movie, we see a more kind of human side of him. And it, especially in Endgame, you see it a lot mm-hmm. um, because usually he's the kind of stoic, like uh, practical, we're going to get the job done optimistic type. But in this movie, he's just kind of like, we have mission to do. Sure. Um, and you don't really see too much outside of that. So I don't know if that's writing or more of Chris Evans, but he was okay. Um, but I, I thought everyone did a very good job holistically i don't really have any complaints about anybody but i think there were just some moments where like you could kind of see there were moments where you could see everybody was bringing it and then you could kind of you could very clearly tell the moments where like ah this could have been a little bit better but overall it's very good so like no no problems all righty
0: uh special effects i gave it an eight (laughs) That's that's what i did too the giant set pieces were great uh, like you said everything with thor was awesome space looks good is cool every so often though there were those little hangups. the one that we really pointed out was bruce banner and the whole that looked pretty bad um but only when it was like in the background or whatever they never they never yeah. had a bad pe- it wasn't like black panther or like captain marvel which we'll get to in a few weeks they've never had like a bad forefront and so- on, captain
1: marvel they were just making it look like the 90s come on dude.
0: Dude, that I'm last getting scene getting of him. her flying yeah, around yeah, yeah. is gross. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It, you know, with how much they paid their uh, every actor that was in that movie, uh, I'm surprised that they had any budget left for the CGI. So I'm I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. And finally, the score. Um, I gave it a nine. Uh, I think that the what kept me from giving it a ten. Actually, no, I'll say why I liked it so much. I think that the score, while in a vacuum, can be good. I think the most important thing about the score is to perpetuate the movie, like accentuate the character's actions and their feel- feelings and their emotions and drive the plot forward. Um, and I think this movie does an excellent job in that. And um, just a few like examples is when uh, some, I think Rhodey says, we better find somebody who can take the stone out of Vision's head or whatever. And you can hear like the drums swelling up and then it shoots over to Wakanda and does that um thanos is like intro music i know you can i know you can appreciate musical recurring musical themes as a as a theater major a a motif Um, if you will a motif yes thank you uh the only the reason the thing that kept me from making it a 10 is that all these like motifs that were kind of drawn out of vacuum were kind of just recreations of the avengers theme which is not a bad theme and i don't think that's inherently bad but i just would have liked to hear a little more variation sure
1: i also went with a nine because the, the biggest thing is, and this kind of goes back to the direction is that uh, just kind of making the choice to, to allow certain franchises music yeah. to f- help define the characters. Mm-hmm. So like the guardians, they have rubber band man playing by the spinners when they come in, which is my favorite guardian song. I really like that song a lot. Um, and I think that th- just hearing those, you can hear like, even when cap comes in, there's um, it's a mixture of like the Avengers, but also the music from, from his original movie. Um. You, and it's just kind of it's i i do kind of like the way that they use the avengers theme and just kind of remixed it to different characters so i do agree with you to some extent but i think that the, what they did rather than just being like here's the same sounds over and over again um because it very it can get that way with like classical style music so i think that, that was well done um but yeah the, the black panther part uh, the wakanda part and the guardians part in the beginning were very good um i do I, part of me in my brain want, wanted when Thor went all, you know, God of Thunder on them to bring back, what was the Led Zeppelin song? Um,
0: oh, the Immigration song? Yeah, I kind
1: of wanted them just to like sample it for like 30 seconds, but that I knew would that would have, have been fun, but also might have been a little overkill. Um, but I, I think overall, the music was used effectively and it was purposeful. So good job.
0: And at the end, after all is said and done... Uh... <laughs> Another one, another relatively big discrepancy. Um, Hunter ends with an 8.85. I end with a 9.2, giving us a final score of 9.03, tied for number one with our combined score for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, which, you know, fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty
1: even debate, I think.
0: I'm pretty excited to get to the end, because I think by the time we get to Black Panther, Black Panther will, or not Black Panther, Black Widow, Black Widow will be out. So yeah. we'll be able to finish up Black Widow and then be able to um, yeah. finally yeah. come with a, a culmination of a list. And then we can just keep adding to it as the movies come out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really interested to see the differences between our personal lists and then our combined lists. Because there's going to be a few discrepancies.
1: Oh, you mean like the order of them?
0: Yeah, because like yeah. right now, um, like I gave I've given Homecoming a nine point point. I gave Homecoming higher than Infinity War, but you gave Infinity War higher than Homecoming. But they right. ended up on the same on the right. same tier. Right. So, so,
1: so yeah. On the list, like my list would say Infinity War is first, and Homecoming would be first for you.
0: Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, we'll, we'll see what it's like when we get there. And that's all she wrote for episode number seventy-one of Quarterlight Crisis. Now, I'd like to segue into a little segment we like to call Crisis Averted. Hunter, you sending love to today?
1: Uh, I'm sending love to the baltimore boys of fed hill um for letting me sleep on your couch virtually every weekend for the next like month and a half um yeah, well. <laughs> let's get, maybe not every weekend we'll see but it was a good time first weekend back in baltimore was a grand occasion um had a lot of fun uh shout out to julie because we went to her pregame and it was a good time um and uh shout out naomi lichtenstein who i saw at the charles on saturday night weird charles. weird occasion but you know you don't listen to this but Keep doing you, 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 cool man. Do you remember who
0: the DJ was on Saturday night? No, not a clue. Because a friend of mine from high school, a, she she DJs at the. It was she, incredibly loud. I just remember that. Was it? A, was it a woman? Do you remember? I didn't even see. I oh, okay, idea. I know she DJs at the Charles. On Saturday it was good and so music. Like it was,
1: it was sounded good, but it was very loud. Like my ears were ringing for most of the next day.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, am sending love to. Um, my parents who visited this weekend we got to have some nice uh we have have some nice beer some good pizza um yeah my parents they're the only ones that deserve it uh hunter any final words before we sign off yeah, just
1: choking a little bit um uh yeah i gotta reiterate papa is delicious man very good
0: okay so uh hey, for no, Life <laughs> right. Crisis I have been your host d here with Hunty thank you for listening to episode 71 and we will catch you next time eat fresh